another episode of the Missoula podcast, and it is a little <laughs> bit of a downer this morning. It is depressing. Um, did you watch the Grizz game Saturday at Northern Arizona? I did, and we're trying to stay positive. We believe in the program. Some great kids on that team. Awesome kids, but um, we all have bad days, what, and that was a bad day for the Grizz. You know that like that saying, you just want both teams to have fun? Yeah. We didn't have fun. It was, that was rough, and we could spend a whole lot of time talking about what they need to do, and we could be the Tuesday morning quarterbacks here, and that's not our job. It's above our pay grade, but that was not fun. Hopefully homecoming this weekend. Um, it's a little bit better, back. but speaking of homecoming on this episode, we have Jennifer Ketty, who born and raised Missoula, Montana, went away, had a phenomenal volleyball career, overcame cancer, has an incredible passion for water, made a homecoming. She came back to Missoula to join us on the podcast. Honestly, probably one of the funnest podcasts we've had. I don't know that I've laughed that hard on a podcast. Oh, she's so full of energy. She was amazing. So, so great. Let's jump in. Jennifer Ketty on the Missoula podcast. Oh, when you were you posting about water and I was like, dude. Yeah, because I had like I did like a water. I was fascinated by that documentary of just not based on what Martin was saying, but just reading about TDS. We're recording, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Just reading <laughs> about TDS yeah. and mineral content and alkaline and all the different <laughs> waters. So I just started researching all the water. And then when I would travel or I would find different waters and I just had my own tracking of how much I liked it or like small bubbles, big bubbles, like, so then and my we, favorite water yeah, over the counter is Waiakea. I and can, I can trash him. Is that what happened? No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't just like trash people. No, I know it sounds no, she trashed like me. she trashed me. I'm like sitting here with my like crystal water. Just yeah. like, no, I was on. Oh, like, they ganged up on me. I'm on the treadmill. I'm on the treadmill at the peak. And her mom has her jug of water and goes, have you talked to Jen about water? I'm like, I'm working out right now. When we're done, I'll, I'll have Jen call you. That does sound like when my mom. You, but was. that's because she saw your post and she was like, dude, he so loves water. Like, you should I share with him. Oh, okay. So you don't have, or when did you get like super into water? I have always been like a water person, right? Like, like people say that. A lot? I Yes. All the time. Like all I drank was water. And I would like, I had this weird obsession with drinking a gallon a day and making sure. And I spent so much time peeing. It was like, yeah. And it's just like the thing that you do, right. It's like a gallon a day. And so that's all I drank. Like on top of like coffee, love coffee. Um, but yeah, it's made with water. So it kind of counts, but yeah, no, I always drank a ton of water, but it wasn't until I got really sick that it kind of like, came into my life but why would you think to look there and you i'm sure you looked at your diet and food you're eating but why specifically we're like uh water's water to most people why would you right yeah like i drank out of a water hose when i was a kid i loved the like metal taste it was so satisfying um but that was the thing is like i was a pro athlete playing volleyball in germany when i got sick and i was like so healthy you guys like i my parents always make fun of me for my diet Still to this day, and I'm like, it's a weird projection, but okay. Do you know we have a um, podcast following in Germany? Do you? In our analytics, somebody in Germany watches, listens, tunes into all of our episodes. Really? Yeah. Like one person? Or... We don't know. Oh, okay. But a percentage of our followers. So yeah. Oh, again, that's if you're cool. from Germany and listening, please give us a shout out. Text yeah. Us, call us. I want to know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your name. Tell us yeah. everything about you. If you're in Munster or Wiesbaden, I might have met you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So I was like so healthy, like very health conscious four times, like an obsession, probably unhealthy now that I'm actually talking about it out loud. Um, but very health conscious. And so when I got sick, it was like, oh, this is really crazy. Like it was like totally out of the blue, no family history, nothing. Like I don't have a cancer gene in my body. I got genetic testing and they were like, oh yeah, you're all good. And I was like, okay, so what happened? And they were like, I don't know, free radicals, which is like basically them saying your body just attacked itself. Um, and so I like did the whole chemo process for cancer or whatever. And that was when my friend had posted something on Facebook. And at that point I had like been to my doctor. I was like, yo, I have all of these things happening from chemo, like neuropathy, migraines, fatigue, mm -hmm. just like a number of things, brain fog. Like I knew my brain was supposed to be working and it literally didn't like it was, that was probably the scariest moment. And so I was like, Hey, I have all these things happening. Like, can you help me out? And he was like, Oh, you can't do anything for you. You can be on meds for the rest of your life. And I was like, I was 26. Like, and I wouldn't even take, um, I don't even know what it's called. Advil for a headache. Like I hated taking pills. I was like, just drink more water, you know, like all the time, just drink water, broken arm, drink more water, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> open wound, put water in it. I'm like the Windex guy from big fat Greek wedding, just like walking around. That's actually funny. I should do that. Um, but yeah, so that they mentioned free radicals. And then I saw my friend post about something and I don't know. It was like, a t it was crazy. It was craziness. I literally was a total faith by, I had no idea what I was getting into. I just was like, Oh, I was on my deathbed. I have all of these things going on in my body. I still want to play pro volleyball. Like we might as well try it. And the odds of it coming back were like 76% or something like that. And it was like, yeah, it was very high. It was really high. And then also they were like, Oh, well you did chemo. So you might get blood cancer or bone cancer or just something like that. So I just, I was like, I might as well try anything. Like I was desperate. Yeah. And what, how did you, like you were playing pro volleyball. Yeah. What were the symptoms that you started to see that you're like, something's not right. Like uh, take me back. I, I know you're kind of going through that journey, but yeah. how did you know something was wrong? What was happening? It's so annoying because you would think like, oh, stage four cancer. Like there's gotta be pain. There's gotta be some crazy things going on. There was nothing happening. Like everything was normal. My cycle was normal. Like I had to pee a lot. That was a symptom. And I drank so much water that I was like, Oh, like I'm just so hydrated. I'm going to the bathroom all the time. Nothing else. And it wasn't until I was like at a Christmas party with my team and I finally put on real clothes. Cause normally I'm just like in sweats or whatever. I put on this like pencil skirt and I was so bloated that it looked like I was pregnant. Like my teammates were like, we were going to say something, but then we didn't. And I was like, maybe you should have, I don't know. And so that's when I was like, Ooh, I should go to the doctor. And yeah, just like, I remember laying in my bed and I was like, I felt my stomach for some reason. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I have abs coming in. <laughs> like I was stoked and yeah. it was a tumor. Like it was a giant tumor. Oh. So by the time that it was caught, it was like the size of a football. It was like huge. What was the cancer called? Um, it's called dysgerminoma, which is like a very rare form of ovarian cancer. It's a germ cell tumor. Um, but it actually was better than the typical ovarian cancer because it reacted super well to chemo because it's so aggressive, so fast going. Like I, um, when was it? I think in June of 2017, I had gone to my doctor, did the yearly checkup, like all the stuff that I normally do. And I had the symptoms were 
like bloating. Like it's so silly, like bloating. I'm like, oh, I'm bloated from eating too much. Like, you know, um, bloating was one of them or like lower abdominal discomfort is a, is a symptom. But like I'm, I was 26 when I went in, I was 26, no family history. She was like, oh, like, we're not going to worry about it. And then December of 2017, it was already stage four, like had gone everywhere. And so it was like really, it was really aggressive, but it turned out to be, you know, a good thing. Nothing a little water can't fix. <laughs> Nothing a little water can't fix. Yeah. Uh, can we just address the elephant in the room? Yeah. How tall are you? <laughs> Great question. I thought that was like a fat joke. So, um, <laughs> no, six, four. Do you ever get that question? Every day. Do you really? Oh my gosh. Someone asked me yesterday and they go, how often do you get asked that? And I was like, every day. And she goes, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know your parents. How tall are they? <laughs> six, four and six, two. Okay. So I'm actually like kind of short. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would have assumed. Yeah. 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 But I've heard I'm like very, what's the word? Proportionate. So like right now I probably look like I'm like five, nine. Like pretty, pretty norm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. I was 11 pounds, 11 ounces, 24 <laughs> inches long. I was huge. Tall. She was, I was born a toddler. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Whoa, your poor Whoa. mother. I know. Shout out mom. Whoa. Oh, we got to have her on the pod. <laughs> what a tough woman. She is. And so you, yeah. were born, you were born in Roseville, yes. California. Yep. And then migrated north to Montana. I did. And if I recall, you went to Sentinel. Yes. And played volleyball. Yep. And just take us through your journey from playing volleyball, three-time Montana All-State volleyball player. Yep. A couple scholarship offers. Where'd you go? Like to college? College. Or... Where'd life take you? What? Yeah. Life took Sorry. me to Cal Poly in okay. San Luis Obispo. It's actually really funny, though. I played soccer my whole life. And then getting into high school soccer and volleyball were at the same time i didn't start playing volleyball till i was in like seventh grade just for really? funsies yeah and my parents were like okay so same seasons you should probably pick a sport where your height benefits you basically telling me like you're gonna yeah. play volleyball since you're seven feet tall yeah they're like know. well you're a giant um and i was like absolutely not i will make my own decisions i'm gonna be a cheerleader and so <laughs> orientation day freshman year I go, I like beeline it to the cheerleading table. And I'm like, is this where I sign up for cheerleading? And they just all looked at me like, <laughs> yeah. Like they were like, is this a joke? Am I being pranked? And I like put my name down. I was so ready to be a cheerleader. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not. That's not, I can't do that. So I did end up playing volleyball. Like lost my baby tooth when I was a freshman. It was a whole funny thing. And then I ended up getting a scholarship. Crazy. I ended up becoming so really good. How did you pick? Uh, Cal Poly. Yeah, I was going to ask what, why like, not why, why, Montana? I mean, you're right here in Missoula. Yeah, you're right here. Yeah, that's Hometown a girl. great question. You can be honest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, can I be honest? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the coach, he's actually not there anymore, so that's fine. I went into his office. I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school. They were already recruiting me. And uh, I sit down and he's like, looks me dead in the eye. And he's like, just so you know. You're probably not going to be a starter here. You're probably going to have to redshirt, you know, like 
a lot of people don't even, you know, they don't even end up playing. They do really well in high school and then they just like don't make it in college. And I was like, wow, this is some good energy I'm receiving from you. Wow. It was weird. I was like, okay. And then the guy at Cal Poly was literally like, I'm going to make you an All-American. And I was like, okay. Sweet. I didn't even know what that means. Did they have a really good program at Cal Poly? They did. They yeah. were like top, I think there were 16 or top 25 or something like that when they were recruiting me. And we actually had the like number eight recruiting class in the nation. Dang. And I was just the girl. Everyone else was from California or like somewhere else, right? And some big program. And I was just like, who like Sasquatch from Montana? Hey. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, is that how you guys are growing up there? I'm like, yep, I don't know. Well, yeah. But so what what was that transition coming from Montana? I guess you were from California, but yeah, going down to California, was that a hard transition? Or were you like, this is awesome? I think I blacked out. I like don't remember it that well. It was just it was so intense, like going from Sentinel High School, Missoula, Montana, to this like D1 volleyball program was crazy. Like I did not train like they did. They were like, sure, it was madness. Um, but what was the dream, like the goal for you? I wanted to go to the Olympics. Play in the Olympics. Yeah, I was just kind of I was obsessed with volleyball. Like that's all I wanted to do. Um, I remember when I first got there, I was obviously not the best middle blocker there. Like I wasn't going to start and my coach really wanted me to. So he was just obsessed with working with me. He'd be like, Hey, you want to do some one-on-ones at 5.00 AM? And I was like, I'm not going to say no to you. Mm. And it was like, I would practice three times a day with him. Just obviously totally against NCAA regulation. Um, but yeah, I was obsessed with volleyball and I just wanted to go to the Olympics and he believed in me and and you, you had a great career yeah, at Cal Poly. He, yeah, he turned me into a monster. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I became really good. It was like in the blink of an eye. I was freshman year, did not start. Um, and then all of a sudden, I remember we were playing conference and all I like started starting and I was like really good. And it was weird. It just like seemed like it happened overnight, but it obviously didn't. I mean, you had multiple Big West Player of the Year awards, Player of the Week awards. Yeah. Um, real Great career. Yeah. It's pretty and great. And then you finish up at Cal Poly. Yep. And what's next? I actually got injured. So after, so my junior year, my coach was fired. This whole thing happened. I ended up tearing my shoulder in one of our preseason games. And I was like, after he got fired, I was like, I'm just going to red shirt, you know, and kind of push through it. And then the coach was like, Ooh, uh, we actually need you to play. And I was like, okay. You know? So I played my junior year um with like every third ball i hit my shoulder just came out oh. and it was so painful it was horrible um should have been drinking a little more water yeah no i was not drinking the right yeah. water at that time yeah so i yeah that was very painful um but that was my best that was my best season i was like big west player of the year we didn't do well as a team unfortunately um and that was kind of always my goal was like i want to go to the ncaa tournament yeah and we never did so that was kind of a bummer, but I, so hurt my shoulder, uh, got surgery for that. And then as soon as I was hundred percent for my shoulder, a week later, they found a stress fracture in my foot. So I got surgery as quickly as possible so I could make it to my fifth year. And then the doctor totally botched the surgery. So I like my, my fifth year, I was trying to play on a broken foot, essentially. Oh, like I would crutch into practice. And then I would practice and then I would be on crutches, like leaving practice. Like I was just trying to play. Um, and I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? I cannot. Yeah. 
you know, uh, there was definitely a lot of ego in it because I was like, I just had the best season of my life. Like, we need to go to the tournament. Like, I can push through this. And eventually it was like, you're probably hurting the team more than you're doing good. So got another surgery, thought I was done with volleyball. And so I was like trying to navigate that going into my graduation in May of 2014. Had no idea what I was going to do because all I knew was volleyball. And then an opportunity came up that I could go try out to play professionally in Europe. So I took it. Where'd you start? Where'd you go? Finland. Finland. Finland, the North Pole, Rovaniemi. Like literally Santa's, like Santa's village is there. That's like his hometown. It was freezing. And I didn't see the sun for five months. What, what, what was that experience like? I mean, you're playing volleyball, obviously. Did you hate it? Uh, no, I loved it. Really? I mean, it was really hard. Like I literally didn't see the sun for five months. So I just slept a lot to like, you know, pretend that Uh, it's fine. Yeah. That you're not depressed. Yeah. I'm not depressed. I'm just sleeping. I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm not eating. I'm just sleeping. Um, yeah. So, but it was fun. Like the volleyball was really fun. My team was awesome. My coach was awesome. Everyone in Finland is just super nice. So like volleyball is great. And then location was just iffy volleyball big in europe like it's yeah like it's i think they said it's like the number two most popular sport that can't be right there's no way so were you so you were there getting paid to play volleyball barely i was saying did it did you have other streams of income or was it enough to live off of like what because i think when we hear a pro sports we think oh you're set for life million dollar contracts no i got paid a thousand dollars a month And that was, yeah. So housing and everything's covered, right? Like I literally, I don't have any bills to pay other than food. In Finland, food is so expensive because they're having to import everything. Like nothing is Mm -hmm. able to grow there, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, it was a lot. I did not bring a ton of money home. So like after season, I would come home, I'd work some volleyball camps. I would live at my parents' house and I would just like wait for the next contract. But that was kind of the goal is like, okay, I started from injury. So like we got to start here and we can always move up. You still pursuing Olympics at this time? No. You'd given up on that dream. I had given up on that dream after my injury because I actually made the team. And this was pre-shoulder surgery. This is so our I first went, Olympian on the podcast. Well, even. I'm not an Olympian. Well, it's close. Just, it's close. I mean, yeah. I made I, the team. I, yeah, I was close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had, they like wanted me to come train with them during the summer. But I was like, oh, I got to get shoulder surgery. And I was like so sure I was going to come back from that. And I was like, shoulder was great. Shoulder is still great. Um, but then my foot thing happened and it was just like a mental yeah. chaos. And so I kind of gave up on all of it. How many years in Europe did you play? Five. All in Finland? No. Okay. So I went Finland and then Czech Republic was the next year and then Germany and then second year in Germany. And that's when I got sick. And then I had a comeback season in Peru. I also played in and the Philippines. Are they in Europe? Like, so Finland, do they compete against Germany or is it its own separate league in Finland? It's so every country has their own league. And then if you're in the top league, it's called the champions league. Then you would travel and play like the best teams in Europe. Okay. Like I think Turkey has really good teams. Um, Poland, those are champions league teams. So yeah. Okay. And this is all indoor volleyball. Yes. All indoor. Um, and you played some sand volleyball. I did. I started after I moved to Austin. Which I played sand volleyball. Did you? Yeah, in college we'd play in outside the dorm. Really? A couple times a week. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's more than I did. Yeah. I never played. Yeah. So I feel like well, how did you and get I, I'm six four too. So we're pretty much we the have, same. We have something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you find out about Sandvoy? I mean, everybody knows about Sandvoy, right? right? But what was that transition like to, oh, this is a option for maybe more money or what was it all about? That's such a weird transition. Um, so my last year in college, they it was their first year of having a beach team at Cal Poly, and they were like, all of you guys have to play. So all the indoor girls had to play beach. No experience. Like our coach didn't know how to coach it. It was just madness. Is it, it a big difference, a different game? It is. Like it's it's volleyball. Yeah, like the technical skills and stuff. But the sand makes it so different. Like timing, your ability to jump. Like it's not a power game. It's a, hey, where can you put the ball? Like put it where the person's not, which sounds silly, but it's there's like a More lot of, a of tactics. Game. Yes. Yes. And it's like pickleball without the pedal. Yeah. No, it really <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh we did terrible. And I was like still coming off of my like foot surgery. So it was just none of it was good. Um, and I was like, okay, that was fun. Like, I'm gonna go play indoor now. And so it wasn't until I moved to Austin and I was I didn't know anyone there. Like I was like, how am I going to make friends? And it just was like, okay, I, I heard the sand volleyball community is big. They're like, I'll just go try to figure out how to do that. And I knew that like, if I could get in with the community, then I'd make friends. Right. And so I ran in my first day there. I moved there. I run into a girl wearing an AVP hat and in the grocery store. And I was like, Hey, you play volleyball. And it was like during COVID, she was like all masked up and thought I was like some crazy person. And I was like, can I play with you please? She like barely let me. I was like, you can have my number, like text me if you guys do something. And so she ended up texting me and I went and they were like, oh, oh, you can like play volleyball. And I was like, yeah, is that what we were worried about? Like, that's why you didn't want me to go. Like I'm tall. And so that was literally how I started playing beach volleyball was like for funsy tournaments with like my friends. Like I would play in like co-eds and then there'd be like fours. And yeah, then my partner who I ended up playing with for like three years, um, she saw I played against her and so she saw me play at one of these tournaments and she like came and scouted me at one of these tournaments just to be like hmm, I wonder if she could play volleyball you know and so December of 2020 she like met up with me she was like hey do you want to like play professionally possibly and I was like are you sure she was like the best player in Texas just really good and I was like I don't are you sure you want to play with me? And she was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see if I can play with someone else, but like, if I can't, do you want to play? And so that was, that was how we started playing volleyball. How'd you guys do? Uh, so our first year, 2021, they didn't really have a season. We weren't sure if they were going to because of, you know, COVID stuff still. And so we're practicing basically from January, 2021 until August. And we're just kind of like mindlessly practicing. Like I'm just trying to figure out how to play beach volleyball, essentially. We're practicing twice a week. We're kind of lifting on our own, just putzing around. And then finally, AVP releases a schedule, I think in like June of 2021. And they were like, okay, three tournaments in August. And we were like, okay. And so how it works is like, you have to do well in these tournaments in order to qualify to be in the pro circuit. So I had no points. She had points, but we still, we had to qualify. And that's like a pretty big deal to like qualify for the main draws. A pretty cool thing. Mm -hmm. So our first one was in Atlanta and we go to the qualifier. I didn't really have any expectations. Like I didn't know, like I was at this point, it was like after my cancer stuff, I'm just happy to be here. And like, I'm happy to be able to play volleyball again. Right. And so we go and we end up not losing a set. Like we play three teams that are really good teams. They're all trying to qualify. Right. 
and we didn't lose a set and we end up qualifying for the main draw on my first ever like tournament qualifier and it was like crazy so that was really cool and we the next day we're supposed to play against the number one seed like after this like really grueling day and i was just like ooh, yay this is so cool and my partner is a psycho like love you katie um but she was a total psycho i woke up at five in the morning to her watching film like her phone was this close to her face <laughs> i just heard whistles blowing and she was like watching i was like what are you doing she's like i'm watching film of like the team that we're gonna play in like four hours and i was like okay we ended up losing but it was still really fun wow, and that was sweet yeah it was really cool it was fun it was wild so then you go to a national you go to get on the circuit tournament so that was the start of us and it was like oh my okay. gosh we can really do this right that was 2021 2022 was insane we from like may until august were gone almost every single weekend playing in all of these different tournaments because we still had to get points in order to be in the main draw and so 2022 we are playing in all these tournaments and we're doing really well so then by the end of 2022 we were like in the main draw on the circuit and then this year we were in the main draw so it was cool. It was really cool. So do you, are you, is AVP, is this paid sponsorship or are you just grabbing your backpack and traveling the country and yeah. figuring it out on your own? I mean, before you're in the main draw, it's like you're paying out of pocket. Yeah. So people have to find sponsors. And we had a really awesome sponsor. Shout out Sharp Vision, Modern LASIK. They're awesome. Um, they did a lot for us. And we had a few, we had a few like anonymous sponsors that really helped us out too. Yeah. But if you don't have it, like, you're paying, You're paying for it all. so much. Yeah. So these girls are out here just like grinding and hustling, trying to survive, mm. playing beach volleyball. I'm like, why do we do this? Like, and then if you make it to the main draw, you win like a thousand dollars. Or like if you <laughs> win first, you're winning fifteen thousand dollars each. Then you have to win all of it. It's like yeah. it's not. But you living. can't help yourself, can you? No, you, you, you can't like why? It's like, why are we doing this? The emotional turmoil. Like we right. I just had a terrible tournament and I'm like, I'm retiring. Like I cannot do this. It's yeah. So are you still playing with I mean, what's your future now? Yeah. Before? I mean, I guess I'll play until I'm can't play. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel super blessed because I have the ability to like if I wanted to, I could pay for myself to play. And yeah. it's great marketing. Like it goes with my business, and obviously I love it, right? So but a lot of these girls out here don't have jobs. It's like they're trying to survive and live the dream off of their parents. And it's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, much like you, I, I like the Olympics. Uh, yeah. Curious if you have ever played against Misty May or Carrie Walsh. I have not because they. They're the only two names I know in volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, was, no. I they... wanted to name drop. Did they retire? Yeah. D well, they had retired, right? I think Carrie's like trying to come back. She just had surgery. Wow. Um, Misty May had retired. So we didn't play against those Olympians. However, every tournament we go to almost we're playing against Olympians. Like one of the recent ones, three of the four girls we played against were Olympians. Like it's really. Do you enjoy watching them Olympics? Like, are you following yes. beach volleyball? Yeah. And, yeah. I love it. And all countries. Cause you've probably played against some of the other ladies that have. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like international, but I watch a lot of the like local stuff. I just think it's cool. And obviously it's a good way to learn. Like I'm still pretty new. Like sure. I don't know. I kind of, sometimes I just go out there and I'm like, okay, just get the ball. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like I, there's, I, I have a coach and stuff, but I haven't been like really mm -hmm. coached on like all of the techniques and the tactics that you can do. I'm kind of just like, okay, just go be like really big. I don't know. 
Um, so your funding for all of this, I'm guessing, came from uh, your you're a movie star. You, you were in a movie. And I'm sure that that we actually, the revenue from that. Um, yeah. I still get residuals. Getting residuals. What um, is this movie? I don't. Uh, you haven't seen Leap? <laughs> no. The movie Leap? I, I'm I totally forgot right about this. Not... Yeah. It's like one of the top movies in China. I can't believe well, you didn't I, I can't believe I haven't seen, seen it. Yeah. Man. It's it's a volleyball movie. I feel like it's like, a, I haven't seen it. I'm guessing though, based on what I know about it, it's like one of those like made for TV Disney movies that yeah. comes out on a Friday night. Yeah. And, but you were, you were in a movie. I was in a movie. That was, How did that totally happen? Can you tell, can you tell that. that story? Yes. So, okay. First of all, you know, the movie, the volleyball movie that was like in America, I don't even remember what it was called, but they had a volleyball movie and it was just so cheesy. So bad. I imagine that's what it's like. However, it's actually a really cool story. So the movie was about. Um, the Chinese volleyball coach. Her name is. I'm not joking. I just Googled volleyball movie and the miracle season is number one. Okay. Followed by side out, followed by leap in Chinese. Yes. No, no. It was like a really legit story. Like it was about the Chinese volleyball coach who went to the Olympics. It's like her story, right? Okay. So the part that we played was when the U S played China in the Beijing Olympics and we ended up winning in like some crazy match to get bronze medal. Um, and they, so they lost. And it, it's basically a story about the head coach. Um, she's iconic. However, I cannot remember her name. So that's embarrassing. Um, anyway, the lead actress who played the coach is like one of the most famous actresses in China. Like it was like a big deal to be around her. So all this was filmed in China? Yeah. We were flown to Beijing. And then we just, yeah, we like stayed in a hotel. There was a bunch of girls. They were really cool. I actually met one of my really good friends um, at this movie site. Like it was weird. It was crazy. It was like a week long and it was grueling. Like film. I've never been in a movie, obviously, until then. Um, It was so gnarly. It was like 15 hour days. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was sitting around waiting for the lead actress to like come out of her trailer and stuff. It was really crazy. Well, Very eye-opening. Yeah. You're a movie star. Yeah, yeah, I am. So I what's like so. what's next? What's what's the future for more movies, obviously. For for you. <laughs> I mean, at this stage in life, career abilities, age now coming in playing a factor at some point. I don't, I don't see a lot of volleyball players in their 60s, 70s. Like see your, I know I look career, pretty good for your, 59. Your career <laughs> yeah. your career comes to an end at some point. Like what's What's the dream? Are you in any other business, other pursuits? What's this is a great segue. Um, I think, yeah, I think I I will. Yeah, I think uh, my body. Yeah, he said it. I'll just spike it here. Um, (laughs) No, you must do this for a living. Um, No, I'm actually going to play probably forever because I drink the right water. I'm not sure. You've gone full circle here. Yeah. So that's why I'm 59. Skin's looking good. It's looking fresh. Put some beauty water on it. That's my skincare routine. Um, yeah, no water though. That's Just water. The, <laughs> that's the real question or answer. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I play volleyball because I get to. Like, I would probably not be where I'm at if I didn't find, you know, my water business and drinking it. Yes, but like also making a living that way. 
is, um, yeah, it's been the best thing to ever happen to me, which sounds so silly and cliche. I'm like, cancer saved my life. It's like crazy, but it really did. Like, I, I have no idea where I would be if I didn't have cancer and go through all of that. Cause I would still probably be trying to play volleyball in Europe for a thousand dollars a month, like barely, barely making it, not really knowing who I am without volleyball. Like I, it was my whole identity. And so when I had to give that up and I was just like, okay, like you just have to survive now. That was really eye opening. What would you say to perhaps a young girl, junior high girl listening that has this dream to play volleyball and head to the Olympics one day and represent her country? What, what advice would you give them? How, if you could just take a moment, speak into their life. That is a great question. Uh, if I could go back and talk to myself about that, I would tell myself that it's going to be a lot of hard work and you're going to deal with a lot of adversity, in which case will actually benefit you in real life. Um, and just telling her that it's not, it's not everything. I think a lot of athletes get lost in that and you become so obsessed with your sport that you, you really don't know who you are without it. Did you ever struggle with volleyball being your identity and your value based on how you played? Yes, for sure. How'd you overcome that? Cancer. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I literally was like, there was a time in my life when I, all I had to do was survive. Like I just mm -hmm. had to wake up and wow. I just had to like figure out how to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Um, and that changed my entire perspective and like, yeah, I mean, it, it completely erased that. Like I kind of found out and don't get me wrong. Like after I tell people this and they're like, Oh my God, that's dark, but it's true. After I finished chemo and they're like, Oh, you're good to go. They like send you back into the world. And there's this realization of like, Oh wow. It's so much easier to be dead than it is to be alive. Like you, like I was pretty much on my deathbed. Like could anything could happen. I was in the emergency room multiple times for like multiple things, near death experiences, like crazy stuff. And when they send you back out, it's like, oh, now you're a real human. Like you're not sick anymore. You have to kind of go figure it out and like figure out who you are now. And there was still this like, I need a comeback season and I need to play volleyball. And so I did. And then after that, there was like the period of, okay, well, you know, what's your purpose? Which again, sounds cheesy, but mm -hmm. I truly believe that every single person has a purpose. And if you don't live by your purpose, there's anxiety, depression, you know, you feel like you're just kind of like walking around, you know? Um, you should get a hold of your agent. This sounds like another movie in the making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This could be a Netflix documentary. Is, yeah. Well, maybe I missed this. Uh, but what, what is your purpose? Like my purpose. Yeah. So yeah. What did that reveal to you going through that horrible we're going deep situation. Uh, I've never actually thought about that. Every night I'm like, please tell me what my purpose is. <laughs> I'm still lost. Um, <laughs> I always said like my dream job, if I could eat healthy, work out, travel the world, change the world and make people laugh so hard they beat their pants. Like I'm living. Wow. And I get to do that with my weird videos that I make. And hey, obviously you're the an water. influencer. Uh, you're all over the socials. I am. What are your uh, handles? Someone wants you got to come. You got to check out Jen's videos. If yeah. You're listening. Um, Genuine Waters, J-E-N-N, -N, play on the name, you know, pretty clever. Um, but, but I mean going with that, like, I really want people to know that I, cause social media is social media. Like anyone can put anything out there. It can be totally fake. You could have like a fake name, a fake persona. Like you could be whatever you want. 
And so my goal with that, because my business is primarily online, like I want people to know like, hey, I'm Jen. I am genuine. Like this is who you get online, offline. Like I'm not going to try and sell you some crazy pyramid scheme, hmm. right? Like I'm just, if you think it's pyramid scheme, we can have that conversation. She gets um, so defensive. I love it. Not defensive. I'm just, I think people, it's like a funny joke, but also I think people really think it is. Um, <laughs> he like looks to you for validation. He's like, hey, help me, help help me, me. out. Yeah. I'm going to let you sit in that one. Now. Yeah. No. So yeah, I just want people to know that this is, this is what they're getting. Mm -hmm. Like I used to care a lot about what people thought pre cancer. And then I had to show up online with no hair and I was like, Whoa. okay, cool. Like completely erased the person mm -hmm. I was I left the human. And it was quick. We talked about this earlier, but yeah, I remember seeing you and a week later you had no hair. Like it was, it was yeah. that fast. Yeah. And just like, but then it also probably didn't feel this way. Seemed equally as quick. The other side, like, yeah, it seemed like you were back playing volleyball relatively yeah. quick. Yeah. No, I was diagnosed December 17th, 2017. And then I was like in a week, they found the tumor. Have to figure out surgery, chemo. Do we have insurance? Like all of that happened within three days. Yeah. And I was on a plane back to the States to get an emergency surgery the day after Christmas. And then started chemo January 12th ish. Like I'll say second week of January and then May of 2018, I'm done. And it was like, Oh, okay. You're good. Like it, it was like crazy. so crazy. Yeah. I mean, also, is that abnormal? I mean, is that from I, what doctors were telling you or to expect? Was that? Yeah. I mean, I went into it and they were like, just so you know, it's not gonna be a sprint. It's a marathon. Like it's going to be really, your whole life is changing after this. Like you're going to have to, they made it sound really terrible, which obviously like it's terrible, mm -hmm. but it was like this whole, this like lifelong thing that I was going to have to deal with. Right. And some people do like, I feel extremely blessed because it was so, it was so short. Like it was six months of the whole thing, the whole process. And then I finished May, May, 2018. And I'm back playing volleyball November, like professionally November, 2018. Yeah, Jen, you're tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that yes. probably helps. <laughs> I listen to your story. I'm like, my word, that would put most people out for a long time, and you're just back at it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you knew, right? You were a grinder. Yep. You know, um, it's incredible. Yep. You're an inspiration. Um, I love your story. We gotta get into our burning five oh. rapid fire questions. Absolutely. Oh my Are you ready gosh. for it? I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, drink yeah. up that water. water. Drink that water. water. They're coming at you fast. Brandon, you want to lead us off? Just Oh, uh, you take quench, this one. You, you lead us off. Okay. I'm ready. For oh my it. gosh, I'm so nervous. I was not prepared for this. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your earliest memory of Missoula? Uh rapid fire. I was chased by a dog by my neighbors when I got home from school. That's great. Uh <laughs> favorite, favorite I was expecting. It was a Rottweiler and it was really scary. <laughs> She's like five <laughs> times the size of the dog. <laughs> I think I was small, but I don't think I was ever small. Right. right. Uh, what's your I'm favorite sure. coffee shop, Missoula? The Break. It's so cute. What's your favorite restaurant? Taco Bell. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Are you serious? I have a lot. It's very nostalgic for me. I haven't gone there in years, but it's like I used to go there all the time when I was in high school, which now I think about it probably caused cancer. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, mom. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> What zip code do you live in? 
Missoula. It's the Missoula podcast. What? Yeah. What's your Missoula zip code? Uh. Well, now it's five nine eight three three. Which is Florence. Yes. Yeah. We're pretty passionate about our zip codes. Well, it's five nine eight zero three. I lived there my whole life. Okay. Yeah. South Hills. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Obviously, you love Missoula. We were talking about that before we got on. We love the bumper stickers. Keep Missoula weird. It's a weird spot. It's weird. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing about Missoula to you? I mean, obviously the people, right? Like we got some, like, I feel like you look at someone and you're like, oh, they're from Missoula. (laughs) You know, like if you're just in Montana, I know the entire state thinks Missoula is weird. Why is that the answer to this question? Every time. Every time. It's always the people. It's every time. But I don't know. Yeah. If you're Mm. kind of a, I don't want to say strange, peculiar, but you love Montana, you find yourself in Missoula. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's what I found anyways. That's why we're here, obviously. You know what it is? I think it's because people are, it's a giant permission slip to be yourself. Yeah. Like if you go to Bozeman. Right. It's like fake everything. What do you love the most? What do you love the most about Missoula? The summer. Does that count? Everything in the summer. Like just being here is the best. It, It is. It's like 4th of July every day. Yeah. It's so great. Without the fireworks and the yeah. food and the family, you know. It's, yeah. uh, it's not at all like the 4th of July. <laughs> no. Yeah, minus everything 4th of July, it's like the 4th yeah. of July. Yeah. So the the big, we're done with the rapid fire, but um, when are you, <laughs> when are you moving back to Missoula to start the sand volleyball Montana league? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I have been talking about that. No joke. Interesting. Let's make it happen. Um. No, I have this big vision of, I was just in Denver for one of the AVPs and they have this giant facility that like, obviously Denver is way bigger than Missoula, Um, but they have this giant facility where it's got 15 outdoor courts, I think, and like six indoor courts. They've got like this giant warehouse, sand, they brought sand in, there's heaters, there's garage doors. So in the wintertime, people can go and they just still are like full on playing sand volleyball. That's amazing. It's so So cool. They play indoor, outdoor volleyball. Yes. It's yeah. really cool. It's a really, it's a really cool facility and it's like a bar restaurant. It's like a vibe. Like people go hang out there and I'm like, wow, that would be really cool in Missoula. However, I don't know. Like is beach volleyball big here? Like, and also just, I loved it in college. Like in the times I have played it, it's a blast. And I was like, Oh, we need to do that more. Yeah. But it's just not. No, I don't think it's a big. Deal I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's is. why I'm like, I would love to do something like that, but also. Well, big opportunity to get it started. Yeah, but we're just now talking about how it's not going to do well. <laughs> so it seems All like right. not a big opportunity. Okay. Well, after after you're an Olympic Olympian and make your millions, you can come back and start it. I'll not make the, I'll make millions off of my feet. Yeah, <laughs> not being Olympian off your feet. Yeah, tell us. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> it's like what's crazy. <laughs> the best part about this is it started off as a joke. So like when I was in college, I came back to Bone and Joint. I got some x-rays and the guy literally was like, these are the weirdest feet I've ever seen. And I see feet all the, like it's my job. And I was like, oh, cool. That's like, great. Thanks. And he was like, they look more like flippers. Like they're huge. Please don't look at them. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Um, yeah. No, they're like so weird. And the amount. Let's check so, in with the foot cam real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's $2,000. Thanks. Um <laughs> No, they're just the weirdest things. Like they're literally alien feet. And so it started off as a joke because they're so ugly. And I was like, wow, this would be hilarious 
um, I get so many feet pick requests and video requests and weird. Also the tall girl content. That's also a thing. Like people ask to like sit on my shoulders and I'm like, wow, I could like tour the country and make money. It could be like a circus thing. It's people. Weird. I think people ask to sit on your shoulders. <laughs> How big they are they ask to carry me? Like they ask if they, I can like carry them. It's so weird. No, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I think that's a great spot to to close down the, uh, <laughs> the episode. I don't know where to go from here. So there's uh, nowhere to go. I, I guess. Uh, will yeah. you Will you carry Brandon after we? <laughs> Wait, he's the same size. Yes. Uh, That'd be crazy. Well, yeah. uh, thank you. I guess. <laughs> um, Good ending. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, thanks for coming in. I uh, appreciate your vulnerability, just your story from yeah cancer to overcoming and life lessons learned and uh it is a ton of fun following you on social media and you forcing water down right. all of our throats to drink up more and yeah just wish you the best of luck in this upcoming season and thank you yeah yeah thanks jen appreciate you thank you it was fun <laughs>